Hello, and welcome to Dr. Quackers. And today we're going to be reviewing Iron Man. Iron Man is the beginning of the MCU, and it's definitely the best way to start a franchise. I should explain the origin of this film, and why this was the starting off for the MCU. During the 90s, Marvel was going bankrupt, so they sold the rights to their biggest characters to film studios. Characters like Blade, Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic Four. Also, Hulk went to Paramount, but they ended up, in, they ended up using the Hulk later in, in another film. Um, so, they were forced to use their lesser-known characters. Characters like Iron Man, Cap, Hawkeye, Black Widow, and Thor. Not that they aren't unknowns, but they're not nearly as popular as the ones they initially sold. So, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. He claimed this character in the first film. His performance is so good that his personality changed his, his comic book counterpart. Um, I don't know if you've ever, if any of you've ever read Iron Man comics, um, but there was definitely a change in Tony's personality in the comics right after 2008, even to the point where Iron Man looked like Robert Downey Jr. So yeah, that's how much, that's how good he was as the character. He's able to create chemistry with everybody on screen, and it makes all of his relationship Feel, all of his relationships feel organic, especially with Pepper and Happy Hogan. Uh, Jeff Bridges was a great villain until they got into the Iron Monger suit. Any sort of intelligence or conflicting ideals and ideologies with Iron Man are thrown right out the window, and he just becomes a murdering psychopath, which sucks because some of the best scenes in the movie are between Jeff Bridges and Robbie Downey Jr. Like um, when Jeff Bridges removes the uh, the heart, the arc reactor out of his chest, and he's explaining to him like the reasoning for why he tried to kill him and why he's doing this to him now. It's he's he's basically he wants to be the he wants to be the face of the company. He's uh, essentially he's sick of living under Robert, um, well Tony, not Robert. Um, but yeah, he 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 worked in the background. He was selling. Stark weapons to the bad guys who was dealing to both sides, um, which Tony doesn't fa- find out until obviously he is hit by his own rocket um, and gets shrapnel in his chest, which forces him to make the arc reactor. But at first, it was just a magnet in his chest that was used to keep the metal shrapnels out of his heart, um, which is a pretty good reason to. <laughs> make a suit. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and unfortunately, as soon as you put on the, the Ironmonger suit, Jeff, unfortunately, it, it wasn't really Jeff Bridges anymore. It was more just like him and this giant, a bigger Iron Man suit, and he was bad guy. So he was like, no, and Iron Man's like, don't, please don't kill all these citizens. And he's just like, oh, it's just collateral damage. Guess it doesn't matter. I'll just fucking kill everybody. And I'm like, for a guy that worked in the shadows for a long time, why is he all of a sudden just willing to show everybody that he's a villain? It, to me, I just didn't, I didn't buy that change. Um, he's still entertaining. He's not the worst MCU villain, but unfortunately, he, he takes uh, takes a bit of a dig at uh, the third act. The action is super entertaining. Watching Iron Man learning to use the suits gives terrific layer of tension in a lot of the early action scenes. The ending conflict is okay. It's fun to watch, but the villain just uses Tony's tech. So it's just consists of Tony outsmarting the villain, um, which isn't bad. Sometimes that can work really well, but I don't know. If 
the whole movie is him like being badass and learning the suit. I would have preferred if he was able to use all the skills. I mean, he does a little bit, um, spe specifically with like the icing problem, but due to the, so after uh, Tony made two arc reactors to sit in his chest. Uh, after he made the first one, what he did in the cave when he was kidnapped by the guys that Jeff Bridges' character, um, Obadiah, sent to kill him. He survived, and they wanted him to build them the Jericho missile. Um, so he was in the cave, and he was with an another guy named Jensen, who is another great character in this film. And so he then makes an arc reactor with all the tech he has from his weapons. And then when he leaves and gets out and gets back to where his house, he then makes a sustainable arc reactor that could be used for the suit and to make sure it never runs out of energy. Um, and Jeff Bridges removes that one. And then Tony basically <laughs> scrambles downstairs to get the other one that Pepper put into this uh, basically award saying proof that Tony has a heart. Um, and then he puts that one. And then the third act is basically him running out of power because this, the arc reactor wasn't made to power him in the suit. Which is okay. I don't mind the ending. It's just I would have preferred if it was more like uh, like a real fight fight. I love the music for this film. The rock music perfectly fits the character and the tone. ACDC's Back in Black is the best choice for opening the movie. But it also perf perfectly fits the return of Robert Downey Jr. And what I mean by that is, it's not that Robert Downey Jr. just didn't do movies for a super long time. I mean, he didn't do a whole lot of films uh, between like the mid-90s in this film. He only did a handful. But Robert Downey Jr. was originally known for his very chaotic past, you know, drug addiction, alcohol, all the crazy antics he used to do. Very much similar to Tony Stark, which is why he probably perfectly fits this character. Because he knows what it's like to be a, a, par a party boy playboy, and then being able to accept the responsibilities and taking responsibility for your actions. So this was like his first film back into like big Hollywood stardom and it definitely paid off and I can totally see why it's um I will say I'm not a big fan of Gwyneth Paltrow I I don't know I just don't really care for the Pepper character but I will say the scenes between Tony and Pepper are really good they definitely have uh, Robert and Gwyneth Paltrow definitely have chemistry between each other I don't know how much of it is mutual or just Robert's acting ability can create that it's most likely Robert um but yeah, I like all those scenes. Um, John Favreau did a great job directing this. He even produced it. It's definitely one of the stronger John Favreau films. If you don't know who that is, he directed films like Chef, Elf, and the most recent Mandalorian series. Good director, and I enjoy a lot of his films. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great starting point, and I highly recommend anybody that's likes action, superhero films, or even just movies in general. They just like they just like watching movies. I totally recommend this movie. It's a great starting point. And I kind of wish some of the more recent, um, I, I hope more of the more recent Marvel films take more notes from this film than, say, some of the other ones. Um, but this one's definitely one of the better, one of the best superhero origin stories you can watch. Um, this came out the same year as The Dark Knight, and it, I, I definitely feel like it holds up to it. Um, I remember when this movie came out, and these two, I used to watch, rewatch this movie and The Dark Knight a lot when I was a kid, so, old teenager. But yeah, I, I really liked it. It was, well, yeah, it was just great. I watched these a lot. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, if you want to reach out to me on social media, I have an Instagram page, Dr. Quacker's Movie Reviews. Um, if you want to send me a message, whether if it's a recommendation, 
uh, you think this podcast sucks, whatever you want to do, I'm down. So thank you for the listen. And if you would like to learn more about my new sponsor, Viking Fitness, stay tuned. So yeah, um, and I'm going to give this movie a 9 out of 10. Great film. Hey guys, I want to take a minute and talk about fitness. Are you looking to get back into shape or take your fitness to the next level? If so, go to vikingfitnessnh.com. With Viking Fitness, your plan is created by a certified professional specifically for you and only you. No cookie cutter plans, period. You will be provided with detailed information on how to train your body and how to fuel it correctly so you can achieve your goals. With Viking Fitness, you can get quality distance coaching, video check-ins, and access to an entire community for a very affordable price and no bullshit. Go to vikingfitnessnh.com or call 603-393-7528. And again, that's 603-393-7528 today. Thank you.